Carol Baskin. Killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snacking. What's happening? Carol Baskin. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Rose Cranberry. <laughs> Wait, don't tell me. Wait. Ah! Okay, where's Rose Cranberry from? She was... I never remember. Wendy Raquel. The chick off of... The chick oh, that was oh, LaVita. Oh, oh, LaVita! Yeah. LaVita, yes. LaVita's okay, character on Insecure <laughs> on that side show, and her name was Rose Cranberry, and I was like, I love her already. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll save that for when you get ready to talk about Insecure, but that has become, like, my favorite part of the whole show. Anyway, <laughs> I, when I saw Rose Cranberry, I was like, okay, I know I just saw this. I just saw this. Where did I see this? <laughs> Welcome back, y'all. Listen, we've had, mm, feels like it's been like a month since we've been here. The days are just all rolling together and good times. Good times. What was that? Um, When Candace was pregnant, she said something like she's pregnant for like a corn husker summer, some real country. And I can never remember what she said. I don't know, <laughs> but she was pregnant for a long ass time. Because we found out so early. And so, like, and and her baby was actually premature. Right. I was like, he was a preemie. <laughs> it just felt like so long. <laughs> because we found out so freaking early. Yes, God, that was the longest non-long pregnancy ever. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Doyen, tell us, how was your Easter? How has everything been going? And what are you drinking? So, um... To start off, I'll start with Saturday. So, um, I asked Chris to go get me some bottles of champagne, but she refused. Um, <laughs> I live a million miles away. <laughs> so, I put on my new face mask and went to the liquor store, the one that I told y'all about before. And so, those people, I don't think, maybe a lot of people just aren't visiting, but they're really, really chatty right now. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I come in, it's like tears, like they, not everybody knows my name, but they're so happy to see me. And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus. But anyways, so I bought some champagne, some Pagna, and some juices. And then, I say champagne, let's stop lying. It was a sparkling wine. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I don't buy champagne from the Shagmac Pagna district of France. <laughs> But anyways, uh, so Sunday, uh, I had, you know, church online. The pastor was like, hey, y'all dress up and post pictures. And I'm like, I will not, but thanks for asking. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> yeah. So, and um, then I went to go pick up my brunch meal because there's this um, restaurant called Pangea in Dallas. And he actually opened up, the chef opened up in January, and then this whole coronavirus shit started in March. So he had to close down, but now he does, like, a few, oh. like, catered days. So it was, like, 30 minutes away, but 
I've known okay. the chef for a while. You know, I've met him in different events in Dallas, so I wanted to support him. So I went and grabbed that. I came home, ate, had two mimosas, and then went to sleep. <laughs> mm. That sounds like the loveliest day ever. That's what happens when you put mimosas in a wine glass. <laughs> I would have kept it in my champagne glass. I would be such a lightweight. <laughs> so what are you having tonight? Or anything else you want to tell us about the week? No, because everything's running together. Uh, <laughs> oh, I did watch Detective Pikachu. That was cute. Anyways, oh, and I watched Onward. Oh, goodness. And I did have feelings, but I was also... Um, so <laughs> I didn't cry. <laughs> um, yeah. So what I'm drinking is a lavender gin and tonic. So last week, um, after purchasing a lavender latte, I was like, I really like ingesting lavender. I should have the syrup. Mm. And so I bought it. And I've been making lavender gin and tonics, and it's great. <laughs> you know, now that you mention it. So I ordered, so of course, you know, when we send each other Amazon links and links to other places all the time because Mm -hmm. we love things. Mm -hmm. So just now, okay, I ordered the sampler one that came with the rose and the orange blossom and the lavender, but I think I'm going to go back (laughs) and just order the lavender in addition to, because I need that pump because I think I want to put lavender in my coffee now. Yeah, that would be perfect. I don't have a latte I maker. I think that's what I'm gonna do. I don't have a latte maker, but I have I have some I have some uh crap. What's the name of it? Knife and let me get up and go look. Creamer? No, Walmart? the 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 stuff in the can that like we all drank in the nineties when I was in high school. Oh, international delight. <laughs> I'm drinking no YooHoo. I love you. <laughs> hate you. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, it's coffee, but it's really more of like a. Just forget it. Just forget it. I'll go. I'll go look when this is when we get a break. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's what I'm drinking. Um. And it's delightful. It's, I love really floral gins anyways, so lavender mm-hmm. is just like an amazing addition, and it's pretty. It's like a light purple. Well, I'm going to start off talking about my drink because um, it's kind of funny, kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a new gin drinker. Becca and Doyen kind of brought me on to uh, drinking gin. All this time, I thought I didn't like gin. What I didn't know was that I had just had bad gin. <laughs> because cause my granddaddy used to be a bootlegger. And all he had was Seagram's. That's what he used to sell. So that was only gin I had ever tried. So I thought I didn't like gin. <laughs> so when um, trying better gins, I realized, okay, I actually do like gin. But since we've been in our... Um, <laughs> moment of social distant distancing i've um yeah so i didn't buy seagram's <laughs> but Doya, why are you looking like that you're like you're scared 
No, I it's like uh, Seagram's with lime. It's not bad. I bought Beef Eaters, which I really liked Beef Eaters to begin with, but then y'all were like, no, you can do better. <laughs> and so as I started trying other gins and I really started liking, no, that was Bombay where y'all were like, no, you can do better. One of them. I don't remember. Anyway, I really fell in love with um the um Heinrichs, Hendrix, whatever. Oh, Hendrix is so good. Hendrix. Maybe yeah. I buy but, the summer solstice with my stimulus check. Because <laughs> it's like $45. And I, every time I look at it, I'm like, no. <laughs> and, see, and see, now it's like I've been, it's like, I'm drinking too much. I can't afford to buy <laughs> at the rate that I'm going. Right. So it was like, mm-mm. I told so somebody, anyway. I was like, I hope my AA um, classmates are real nice <laughs> after this. <laughs> Listen. Maybe if you bake cookies and take them to the meetings, mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's getting real. <laughs> Shit is getting real. <laughs> so I am drinking gin tonight as well with a splash of Canada Dry Ginger Ale and Lemonade. This is my first time trying the Ginger Ale and Lemonade mix, and I really like it. I mean... I've mixed it before on my own, mm-hmm. but buying it already, you know, like that. So mm-hmm. I really like it, you know. So I'm drinking gin with a little fizz. <laughs> Not doing this with you. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. So anyway, that's what I'm drinking tonight. My Easter was really good. Um, I was going to dress up for virtual church, and then it didn't happen. <laughs> Um, I w- was supposed to have a virtual brunch, which we did have, but we pushed the time back. So I ended up cooking like dinner, dinner, and I made uh deviled eggs for the first time, mm-hmm. and they were so good that today I ended up making an egg salad because I was like those deviled eggs were good. So yeah, I went to the liquor store Saturday as well. I went that morning, or did I go Friday? Anyway, I went one day. And the first one I stopped at, they had a sign. It was like, do not come in. You have to do curbside call. They'll bring it to you. And I was like, I don't even know what I want, lady. So I bet I didn't even go into that one. I just backed up and went to another one. And I went in and got some Prosecco for my mimosas, which I made with tangerine juice because I'm not an orange juice fan mm-hmm. and because I'm bougie. And I did drink mine from champagne flukes instead of wine glasses. Just just so Doya can know that I did do it properly. She always talk about my wine pour because, yes, I pour a black lady, a strong black lady who don't need no man wine pour. <laughs> but I did use the flutes for the mimosas. And Easter was nice. I I did feel kind of like lonely at one point because like Easter is just a day where I would normally be with a lot of my family. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, that's it. Um. Yeah my my problem with my champagne glasses is like a coupe glass, so I have to hold it carefully. I didn't really feel like doing all that or getting up to refill it. Which is why I put it in a wine glass, which was a bad decision. <laughs> I support it. <laughs> okay, uh, so really, 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 really quick. We're going to discuss Insecure for a second. Um, the season premiere came back. 
And um, so next episode, we're going to have a drinking game because these girls stress me out. <laughs> um, it's just so funny because I was like, as soon as like Molly did something that I did, like, I was like, oh, well, there's Molly's first L of the season. Um, Tiffany got to go. I'm sick of her. <laughs> I wonder, are they really going to write her out of the show? I, I mean, I can see she's, <laughs> she's not a, you know, I don't think, I don't think she has a fan base like Kelly does. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, like, we've been tolerating her the whole time. Issa's been yeah. tolerating her the whole time. <laughs> so it's like, when are you going to write her out? And then it doesn't help that Amanda is actually annoying off the screen. <laughs> so it's just a lot There's of things that. wrapping up. But, uh. Yeah, Tiffany's pregnancy seemed almost as long as um, Candace's. Cause <laughs> I was like, she's still pregnant? Because she took a whole year off, and then she came back, and she's still pregnant. I'm like, I'm tired she's of this pregnancy. Um, honestly, Issa's new fling. I just wasn't expecting all of that after the previous guy she'd been dating. And I was like, what am I looking at? <laughs> well, I want to take a moment to say kudos to the show because they showed his body in mm-hmm. all of his glory and they didn't cut it out just because he's bigger than the typical guy that would have been there. So like, because the other men we've seen, we've seen the business. Mm-hmm. We've seen those asses equal opportunity. I appreciated it. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't, you know, lusting over it, but I appreciate it that they showed his body and they showed all the different angles. And like, I really like how they couldn't like get their groove at first and like just how honest they were. Cause sometimes I just, just pretend. <laughs> but Issa was like, no, this is not working. <laughs> yeah. I, I appreciated like, that. Truth be told. My guy looks a lot like her guy, like, shape-wise. But I was just like, I wasn't expecting that, like, cause, because of all the no. other guys she was yeah. dating. So when it happened, I was like, what am I looking at? <laughs> like, I had my... And he had gifts? Right, my forehead was, like, wrinkled the whole time. I was like, he said, if I had to get Botox over the sex scene, we go fight. But later on in the episode, I was like, he's a really decent dude, and I like him. <laughs> I was I was cheering him on during the sex scene. I was like, "Go, go, go!" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, we briefly brought up Rose Cranberry. The side shows have just become my favorite part of the show. Right? Like I so look stressful. forward to the show within the show. <laughs> it's not stressful, like the rest of the damn show. <laughs> Because she was in one of those Sharknado movies. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> I had watched a total of zero Sharknado movies. <laughs> Portia was in a Sharknado movie and got eaten by a Sharknado. 
<laughs> Thank you to that shark. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as Molly, I feel like if she used her words in a good way and not like the annoying way, she would get so much further. Um, I didn't love how she treated Issa during her event. Like, I understand, like, yeah, something's happening. Yeah. You're stressed. But also, like, your friend is putting on her event, and she's trying right. to make things happen. And so right. it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, Molly, I really am rooting for you, but you really be fucking up. Kind of like, um, yeah. oh, girl, I a girlfriend. Tony. <laughs> I was always rooting Tony for her. Tony is worse than Molly. She's yeah. worse than Molly. Yeah, but they were yeah. both in the same vein of, like, me rooting for them, and they yeah. be fucked up. Yeah, we all we all know a Molly. We're all friends with a Molly. And it's like, can this moment just not be about you right now, please? But I also get that she's like stressed first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's un that's why we root for because like we get it. Yeah. We don't we're not throwing her away like we did with Tiffany. <laughs> Throw her in the trash. But yeah, like, uh, uh, yeah, like with Molly, I would have been like, oh no, I'm not dating other people. I would like to see you exclusively, <laughs> like, because I'm impatient and we're almost like we're allegedly the same age in the show. So I'm like, if I am this straightforward about my intentions, why are you not? <laughs> well, see, I think maybe that's why I have a little more patience with Molly, because if he had caught me off guard like that, I probably would have lied too. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't have tripped like she did. Yeah. If it if it hurt me, he wouldn't have known about it. Mm-hmm. Where whereas with her, you could tell something clearly was bothering her. Yeah. Now I may have come back. I probably would have done the same thing she did later on that night mm-hmm. when That's I can it. text you. Yeah. And say, okay, so here's the deal. I really do like you. I can't handle it if we're dating other people. You know. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, cause you ain't finna. You ain't finna pull one over on me. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Which is immature. Yeah. And and like you said, she should have been straightforward with her work. You know, she should have. And it's just confusing to me because, like, then last season, did he, like, work to get her? So why did you put mm-hmm. in all that work to be a dating other girls? <laughs> because men. Niggas. Men. <laughs> Niggas. Okay. So always. Anything else or do you want to move on to our current events? Um, I think that's it. I'm just really excited. I think we're all excited to see the show back and to get the music from the show back. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Oh, I I love the girl <laughs> when um Issa t- was like told the girl that her brother was gay and she was like, So my baby daddy gay <laughs> She said, I'm gonna turn him. <laughs> That was like, girl, gay don't mean nothing? Shit. <laughs> um, oh, lastly, the thing with the PR tick. Who, again, another reason why I don't like Tiffany. Like, Tiffany really tried to act like, you know, Issa and Lawrence dated why? for like four seconds. And it's not important. And I'm why? like, they dated for five years. You were wrong to invite him to the baby shower anyways. And then he met her. So this is all your fault. Um... Honestly, the girl is an innocent person in this situation. So I could get her wanting to she li- is. liking Issa and wanting to help Issa, but also reverse cowgirling warrants. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't 
I did not want her to stop seeing Lawrence. Yeah. Like, when she kind of left, I was like, no, girl, like, nobody knew this. Mm-hmm. None of this was, except for Tiffany ass. But right. no, Issa didn't know. Lawrence didn't know. It's cool. Don't leave Lawrence. Like, mm-hmm. jump on him, because he's fine. <laughs> it's yeah. like, also, he's, I, didn't, I don't think I realized he was that tall. So now I like him even more. <laughs> yeah. If that's possible, but... So yeah, and I really like for somebody that I would that I was dating for that amount of time and was that invested in, it would be difficult to be that girl's friend and continue working with her. But I so want them to continue working together. Yeah, she's. I good want for them the to find them. a rhythm. Right, right. Yeah, it's just tough. Yeah, yeah. All these girls <laughs> are getting a much better Lawrence than Issa ever had. And I think that's what's frustrating. <laughs> Listen, it happens every time. Like you just like a I had to for t- like bum niggas. Right, right. <laughs> like I had to teach this nigga, right. build him up. Now you reaping the benefits of my hard work. No, not fair. Okay, so now we're actually gonna move on to our current events. <laughs> <laughs> So that bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> uh, if you have been watching Tiger King, you know. The- What's up, cool cats and kittens? <laughs> Carol Baskin is not the friend of our Tiger King person. <laughs> and so they kind of talk about her story and or Joe Exotic was going to hate her. And she got Joe Exotic put in jail. But um, they talk about how her husband disappeared. <laughs> and anybody who's watched Tiger King is like, yeah, she totally killed her husband. So Carol Baskin has decided she's finally ready to speak up. <laughs> she's like, I feel so angry that people had totally missed the point. And the point is that these cubs are being excused and exploited and the public is enabling that. So she's a super, like, PETA, PETA. She claims to be. Did, did you ever finish <laughs> the whole thing? No, I'm like halfway through. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fine. I was just gonna. I didn't know if you had seen her place or not. She. I mean, Peta endorses her. She claims to be big with Peta, but what she doing ain't no different than. Right. She has all those cats, right? And her place looks worse. <laughs> like her place looks run down. Yeah. So. She did add that she was told the story of her former husband was only going to be used as background context for a series. <laughs> and she feels like everybody focused on it as a main angle. <laughs> and so now there's like additional like police <laughs> investigations and shit. Because <laughs> we know she killed her husband. <laughs> I... Come on, Carol. <laughs> like, I just. So, to me, because in this article, she's, you tell me what you think. I felt like she was trying to throw shade at Netflix for saying that they made it bigger than it was. But Mm -hmm. that's not what really happened. The story was just kind of background, Mm -hmm. but it's not even a main point of the show. But it just so happens that everybody you interview and you ask them about Carol Baskin, that's the first thing they say. Right. So it's not like, you know, 
And then it's not Netflix. It's you, Carol. She tried to make it seem like <laughs> Netflix put this in people's minds and like, girl, no, they didn't. Like you literally. <laughs> so there comes a part when did you see when the tiger like drags Joe off by the foot? Mm. Have you gotten to that part yet? So a tiger drags him off by the foot and nobody helps him, by the way. Like he's seriously about to get mauled, like to the point where he has to shoot a gun like in the air Mm -hmm. to get the tiger to let go of him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nobody helps him. But he's mad when he (laughs) gets up and he blames it on Carol. (laughs) And he says that she put cologne on his shoes so it'll smell good. (laughs) But it gets better. It gets better. Carol goes... Well, well, why would I put cologne on your shoes? That would just make the cat drool a lot. You should probably use something like, I don't know, sardine oil so that they'll like it. <laughs> Bitch, you killed your husband with sardine oil! It's like, you keep doing these things. Like, you keep saying these things. Mm. It's you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know, maybe sardine oil? It's like, bitch, who's who talks about sardine oil? <laughs> I didn't even know that that existed until you just said right. it. Right. But now I know. <laughs> yeah. Carol she, Baskin. That bitch, Carol Baskin. Um, <laughs> yeah. So next up, uh, this is a hero that does not have a cape. He does have a face mask, which is a little weird. But um, <laughs> this man is delivering free weed and toilet paper to people in quarantine. And honestly, uh, I think it is nice that people are delivering weed, generally, <laughs> to make it free is even you, better. You know, after I read that sentence, I stopped and like started frantically searching for where this was, and then <laughs> it was not. You could imagine my disappointment. <laughs> Yeah, so he had pre-isolation essentials, toilet roll, sanitizer, bottled water, grinders, but by the way, also, um, there's this, like, just super kind of hippie, healthy food restaurant, and like, we're doing vegetable boxes and toilet paper, so it's a box of, box of veggies and then one roll of toilet paper, $65, and I was like, what the fuck is your problem? <laughs> oh no! I like I can buy veggies, you know. Like <laughs> that—that's no. crazy. Like, okay, no, you know, um, you you know, Strange Brew—they're mm-hmm. selling um items like that as well. But they're selling like toilet paper for like I don't know, maybe a dollar. I don't even know if it's that much because mm-hmm. the 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 max is like three rolls you can buy at one time, mm-hmm. and they're selling like. Certain produce, certain vegetables, just things I think that they normally buy from their distributor. Mm-hmm. So we love strange brew, stay strange. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're selling things like that too. But it's very reasonable, you right. know. Like yeah. it's not like it's not like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, okay, take advantage of my hysteria that I don't want to go to the grocery right. store. But sixty five dollars for a box of vegetables? That's crazy. That's crazy. And one roll of toilet paper. <laughs> that is crazy. But, um, yeah. yeah, so apparently... So, I don't know how much you watch uh, Viceland, the channel, um, but there used to be the show... I haven't watched it in a while. I used to be, like, addicted to Viceland, but I haven't watched it in a while. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there used to be this show, and they're called Noisy, 
which is an adaptation of the magazine. There's a noisy magazine. Mm -hmm. And this guy was in there a while back. So he wears the mask. He wears that all the time because he does things that could get him in trouble. Mm -hmm. But it's good stuff. Like he gives things to the homeless and stuff like that. But I don't know. I guess their rules are really weird over there. This is in the United Kingdom, people. Mm -hmm. So over in the UK. So I don't know. Like, but he wears that mask all the time because he's always doing giveaways and stuff for people. And, um, he's a musician. That's why he was on Noisy, but. Yeah. Yeah, he's super cute. Um, yeah, he was just like, well, I would give them bugs if anybody wanted any. I love him. I know. Yeah, because he uh, had the, <laughs> had the weed mm-hmm. prepared to give out at some festival they were going to play for. Mm-hmm. And so... He already had it. He grows it himself. And he's he's been doing things like that in the past with um, homeless or vulnerable people and giving out money and just things like that. And the police always harass him. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he says it's like but a sir, cat and I mouse. I love you and I... Yeah. <laughs> he says it's like a cat and mouse type of thing, which I thought was cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love you and love your work, sir, and wish you lived here in these United States of America. (laughs) I mean, that's, I just think about it. Like he's doing more than the government is doing for people because it didn't start out as him just giving out weed to people Mm -hmm. like guys. He, he was really like trying to help the vulnerable people. And during this time, taking them groceries and toilet paper, Mm -hmm. that's how it all started. Groceries and toilet paper. And then people just started asking him about weed because he would have some he'd be like yeah i got some you want some you want some i got some (laughs) so so he just started including that you know and hey weed is a necessity because (laughs) shit is stressful out here like (laughs) majorly true um so next up this story is actually kind of old but it's hilarious when i read it so i posted it in this um so this florida woman (laughs) Uh, they, I guess, pulled her over, and they found cocaine in her purse. And she said it was a windy day in Florida, and um, that's how it got in her purse. <laughs> I guess where you going? To jail. You going to jail, bitch. Period. She said, I don't know anything I about laughed. any cocaine. <laughs> it's a windy day. <laughs> and I laughed. And I laughed. And then, you know what I did? I stand. <laughs> I stand her. <laughs> she was like, I mean, the wind blowing, the window was down, my purse was open. <laughs> Physics. <laughs> Watch, check the weather. Ain't no wind. <laughs> I love, it's so Florida. It's yeah. so Florida. Like, why, why are you just like, and for our Florida, Florida listeners, we love y'all. We really do. We do. We just love y'all's drug stories. It's so good. <laughs> and it was so smart because it's like, okay, this weed ain't nothing but a misdemeanor. I'll cop to that. But I ain't finna cop to this cocaine. <laughs> <sighs> that was cute. I really didn't know black people do cocaine like that. Girl. Yes. Um, people people do cocaine. <laughs> cocaine is the type of drug you can do for like a long time and like live a and have an a whole life. Uh huh. 
mm-hmm. a whole life. Yeah. Yep. I learned that from um, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I learned that as a little girl because we had a deacon at our church who was on cocaine, and when he gave his testimony, I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, he been on cocaine this whole time, and I'm thinking like. He's supposed to be like fiending in the streets. And my mom was like, no, that's crack. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, people are on cocaine and you'll never know it. And I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> I have a lot of sinus issues. So I'm like, I'm not about to snort shit. <laughs> All I think about is this was like, I think I was maybe like in high school. I may no 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 no. I may have been I may have been in college. Anyway, this is when Vibe magazine was still coming out, and Little Wayne was you know hot and fresh and everything. And he talked about trying to do cocaine, but regardless of what people think about Little Wayne, how regardless of what you think about his looks, he feels he's a very beautiful person. And he was talking about doing cocaine and how it started breaking his skin out. And he was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> he's like, "I couldn't do that shit." It was and like I can't get over that, so I'm not gonna do cocaine. You know me. I truly believe in my heart that Lil Wayne got BDE, and that alters how I feel about. His oh, face. I know he do. <laughs> I know he do. He is a beautiful, Woo! beautiful black man. <laughs> yes, he is, Lord. Yes, he is. <laughs> but we uh, love you. Yeah, I'm just like, I I have a lot of sinus drainage issues. I can't snort anything. It's just, I don't even like using nasal spray. It's like, it's weird. Like, anyways, uh, moving on. So, Simone Biles continues to remind us how she's the goat. Girl. So, there was this, like, handstand challenge where people were putting on shirts. And she was like, I see you. I'm going to stand you up. Another is she took off her damn pants during a handstand. I mean, <laughs> and she was in that handstand for a long ass time. Right. Cause I mean, she basically called me a bitch to my face. Right. It started <laughs> off with Tom Holland, which I didn't know was actually British until I watched the video because <laughs> all I'd seen him as was Spider Man. So Spider Man, yeah. He did it. He's so cute. And then he uh Challenged Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds to do it. Gyllenhaal did it. Ryan Reynolds said no. <laughs> Which I, I, I am Ryan. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> and so Biles was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And she took her pants off in a handstand. And it's like, <laughs> how? Nobody how do you take your pants bother. off without hands? <laughs> Listen, when you are the champion of all things, you can do that. And that's basically what she is. She's so dope. She is like black girl magic personified. (laughs) She is so cute. She is so talented. And she's just like. And she's itty bitty. You can put her in your purse. She's just like, oh, I'm just gonna do this handstand right quick and just take my pants off right quick. That's all. That's all. Right. Yeah. I don't even think she practiced. I really don't. I think she, she just it just popped into her mind to do it, and then she did it. <sighs> Badass bitch. 
Okay, so Michelle Obama sent the Easter message we all need to hear during this pandemic. And funny enough, anytime the Obamas speak during this pandemic, I'm like, why why is Trump our president? (laughs) Leadership. You crave it. You crave it. And even like I read it, I saw a meme today and they're like, all these companies are countries are doing well with coronavirus, but they were all women leaders and I'm like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you hate to see it mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. because but we insist <laughs> on being raggedy right if Hillary was president this would not have been a I mean <laughs> I'm just saying just saying <laughs> hey yeah she left a sweet um Easter message and Easter and Passover message because you know they are PC like that <laughs> And I just, mm-hmm. you know, it just made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, anyway, yeah, I love when they leave sweet messages and just anytime they speak, so I have to like President Obama or Michelle, anytime they speak, it's just like, mm, okay, somebody loves me. Somebody's leading me. It's like leadership. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very early on, um, Barack Obama was like, we're going to be fine. Wash your hands. Stay away from people. I'm like, that's what we needed. And like I said, to this day, I still call the disease COVID because I feel like that's what Obama would have called, <laughs> called it. And not the Chinese Mm-mm. disease. It's the Rona. The Chinese Yeah, virus, it's the Rona. Not the Rona. He would not have said the he, Rona. I a thousand percent believe he would say the Rona at home with Michelle. Okay, Laughing yeah. and jokingly. But, you know, in yeah. public, of course, he's going to call it COVID-19. Because yeah. he is a professional. As leaders should be. Yeah. Yes. We haven't had that in so long. It's kind of... <laughs> difficult <sighs> I and I and you know to be fair because <laughs> I don't follow the mother people on any of the socials so I don't know what they're doing although for mm-hmm. some reason he still ends up on my twitter timeline even though I have him blocked but anyway <laughs> um, but like when I saw Michelle's post I was like look at there a first lady first ladying Mm-hmm. Like what? What is what is what's the name doing? But she might be saying stuff I don't know because once again I don't follow <laughs> her. But I'm just saying that's a real first lady right there. Yeah, I think very much at this time our country, our country needs encouragement, and that's mm-hmm. not what we're getting from the current administration. He's just spewing shit all the time. All the time. Okay. So next up, um, this was some encouragement. So the Clark Sisters movies came movie came out this weekend. You brought the sunshine. I oh, sorry. sorry. I'm like an alto. I couldn't <laughs> join you. <laughs> In my life, I'm an alto too. You are the sunshine. Throughout the life, life. That's my inner Twinkie, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is the so, answer. Okay, I'm sorry. Even before I read this article, I was like, this is a great movie. I feel like they told a story in a way that was entertaining, but still 
honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Kiara Sheard, who is the granddaughter of uh, Doctor, the daughter, oh, granddaughter, sorry, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yes, Doctor yes, yes. Maddie Moss Clark was like, yeah, she actually did. Um, she sent Anjanou. Is that how you say name? I don't know how to say her name. We're gonna go with Anjanou Ellis. Marked my grandmother's role in the Clark sisters, and mm-hmm. so I think this is what happens when Lifetime has access to the people who who are willing to have a biopic happen and it's pure mm-hmm. and it's like a true telling of their story. Now right. I got or uh, I saw it also putting black women in charge. So you yeah. had the cooperation of the family, but you also had black women in charge of making this happen. Yeah. So I saw there was an ad for them to do Lifetime was doing a biopic about Whitney and her daughter and Mm-mm. I was like I'm not watching that because I know that the Mm-mm. family had no Mm-mm. no hand in that <laughs> however leave them alone let Whitney and her baby rest right. and you know what the family probably did have a hand in it because Pat is probably the one who had a hand in it yeah. just because she wants some goddamn money yeah. Let that woman and her baby rest. Yeah, but the, it wouldn't be with love. The family as a whole did not, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like it would be a lo- with love. Like, right, no. Mm-mm. Dr. Maddie was, there's a lot of difficult parts of who she was in the movie. Mm-hmm. But at the same mm-hmm. time, she never was demonized for it. Yeah. Right. At the end of the right. day, we still were like, oh, she's difficult, but she's loved and we love her for it. and and a lot of that I think one thing that was so great about when we have these moments where black twitter can watch something together and Mm -hmm. enjoy it together is that as a as an experience especially those of us who were brought up in the church not even Kojic because I'm a Baptist but Mm -hmm. we we had a Dr. Maddie Moss like we we were raised in those types of houses mm-hmm. like i was i mean i could wear pants but i mean like so many things that i saw i witnessed growing up mm-hmm. be it in the home be it at church as well like the way the church was towards her as a strong intelligent woman mm-hmm. i've witnessed that in the church as well so it's like it's just a shared experience and I love when we can have those moments. And I love that we all saw Dr. Maddie Moss and saw, because I think we all even (laughs) said at one point, so in order to like raise geniuses, you gotta be a little abusive. It's like, we all saw that Mm -hmm. quality there, but like you said, it wasn't a, demonizing because we know where we know where it came from we're not Mm -hmm. saying that it's right we're not saying that you continue that with your children because i don't think any of the sisters did that with their children yeah but you know where it comes from and you know why it was that way yeah and i think i also appreciate the fact that like she left her husband over them kids (laughs) even though like he was be the fuck at her. And also, he was a pastor, so it was also good to see that, like, you know, shit, fucked up shit happens in church homes. And it's, you know, it's up to you to move past that and still cling to God. 
Because a lot of people are like, oh, that's why I don't want to be part of the church. <laughs> uh, out of everything, out of everything that happened in that entire movie, Granny said that was her favorite part was when she left her. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, my granny also left my granddaddy, who was... I, you know, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe that he probably was abusive to her just because I know him mm-hmm. and, and I, and how she is about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. So she was like, that was her favorite part. I was like, granny, she's watched it three times now, by the way. <laughs> I was like, I said, granny, oh, uh, you didn't, cause I thought she would enjoy the singing. That was mm-hmm. my favorite part. I was like, she was like, uh-huh, but I know all them songs. I like when she left her husband. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it, even, like, the other girl that moved to North Carolina and dude was like, why aren't you making money? I'm like, where is your job? <laughs> where is your job? <laughs> hey, why are you pressing me about my money? And I guess it's because of who I am as a human. Like, I'm going to do my job, but make sure you're doing your job, and then we're going to be good together. <laughs> like, okay. Don't worry about me making all the money for our family. That's it. <laughs> like I've had, I've had a lot of feelings. First of all, so I don't know, Doyen. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I have this great, um, I don't even know the words for it. Admiration, affinity. I don't know. I love the Clark sisters. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I wanted to be a Clark sister. <laughs> it was all about the fashions and the hair, okay? <laughs> I wanted to wear one of those flowy dresses when I grew up, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and so I have a a lot of feelings about Twinkie in particular and her struggle and her story. Mm-hmm. And I knew all about her husband and everything before watching this, but it was something about seeing like how he manipulated her. Mm-hmm. It made me so mad. I was cussing. Like mm-hmm. I was cussing the TV out. Like, no, no. Yeah. I called him all kind of names, but a child of God. And that's the thing about like abusive relationships. One of the main tactics they do is to take you away from your family. And okay. so, and then I, uh, <laughs> the other thing I was like, Fucking Nisi, how you got seven boys? <laughs> like, why are you so damn fertile? <laughs> now, as much as I love the Clark sisters, I had no idea she had that many kids. I knew <laughs> that the reason why she left the group, in quotation marks, is because she kept having kids. But I know she had that many kids. <laughs> and when she walked up there and had them chilling, them boys lined up. Like a choir. <laughs> like a choir! <laughs> I said, God damn, seven. It's like seven. <laughs> Woo. Lisa got that hot box. <laughs> I'm like, where's your birth control? But <laughs> Girl, she ain't met now that she like. <laughs> God yeah. damn. It was seven a dollars. great movie. I suggest that everybody go watch it. Um, it does the show. choices were great. Amazing. I I secretly had wanted uh Jennifer Hudson on there because you know. <laughs> okay, so but I she's not that to... level of Lifetime movie though. She's like higher I... than Lifetime movie. 
Yeah, but I wanted her too. And I when I remember they first started teasing this movie, mm-hmm. I was like, y'all ain't got Amber Riley? Y'all ain't got Jennifer Hudson? Yeah. But, but I like the girls that they... Yes, the choices that they picked mm-hmm. were not only good because the personalities meet match, but they kind of looked like. I mean, it it all really kind of works. It yeah. worked. The the I, I'm not gonna butcher her name, but the lady that played Dr. Maddie Moss, there were times when she even looked like Dr. Maddie Moss for real. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and of course, Kiera looks like her mom and. The lady that played Jackie looked just like Jackie. Dorinda, who is my favorite Clark sister because I love her mannerisms. The girl that plays her even kind of had that head nod that Dorinda does. Like, <laughs> it, they really made great choices. Yeah. They really did. Lifetime did really well with this. Um, I'm they probably going to watch the Wendy Williams one just because I'm curious. <laughs> well, me too, just because I'm missing. <laughs> Like, I need to know what happened. How you But we're not watching Whitney. <laughs> no. Co- collectively, as a group, Black Twitter, I implore you, we're going to boycott this just like we did when Lifetime tried to do that Aaliyah biopic. Mm-hmm. We didn't watch that either. We're not going to watch this. Right. Okay. So, moving along. So, it turns out, now that Assange is in jail, good and in jail um and coronavirus <laughs> is a thing this lawyer is talking about how she had like secret children with the signs and she wants him out so he can be safe and take care of his kids i guess and i'm like this whole time y'all had kids and you didn't say shit about it <laughs> but now she knew what was up <laughs> two sons age one and two which christ jesus anyways um they were both conceived while he was in the embassy and kept secret from media and intelligence agencies. Which, I'm like, intelligence agencies know shit. So, when they know, like, how do you keep that secret from intelligence agencies? But whatever. And they may have known and just didn't say anything. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, and he watched both of the births on a video link. Shout out to Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> See, it was... You the real MVP. <laughs> it was it was things like that that made me feel like intelligence had to know, mm-hmm. um, because it's during the time that he was holed up in that room. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they had to know. Yeah, they had to know. So now, because coronavirus is a thing, she's trying to get him out of jail. She's like, I love them deeply. I'm like, why? Anyways, <laughs> but yeah. I so okay. I know this is weird. Never mind. Just never mind. But when I first read this, all I said was, that goddamn Sanj. <laughs> I shortened his name to Sanj. <laughs> I saw that goddamn Sanj. <laughs> Let's go get out your whichever little, way. Like <laughs> Your little funny looking ass to sit up here and had two goddamn kids. <laughs> While you supposed to be seeking sanctuary, you done sit up there and had two damn kids. <laughs> What else was he going to do? He wasn't cleaning up. He showed the hell wasn't. He wasn't uh, doing anything else helpful. So him and that cat also, and that I woman. Don't, I don't know what's the bigger flex that it was one of his lawyers. Because when I first read it, I automatically assumed 
that it was like a housekeeper or something, yeah. which is not nice, but that's what I assumed. So I don't know what's like, I don't know. I don't know what's the bigger flex that it's the, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just I couldn't read it. My huge ass gin bottle. <laughs> oh, listen. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> when two or three are gathered together. You know what? This is why we're friends. Sorry. This I, is why we're friends. I was refilling my gin and tonic, and I wanted to show um, Chris the gin bottle that I like panic bought at the liquor store two weeks ago. That's what. <laughs> That's why I couldn't buy the big ass. That's why I couldn't buy the Hendrix because I was like, uh-uh. I'm doing too much drinking. I can't afford to do Hendrix right now. <laughs> it's just, it just Jesus. cracks me up because he's just, he legit's going to win. Like, <laughs> he legit's going to win no matter what. Like, <laughs> uh, my level of white privilege, I aspire. <laughs> I mean... Sometimes I'm astounded by it. I shouldn't be. After all of these years on this earth, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I am. Yeah. I Kelly said, y'all yeah, could have let him. <laughs> you started off with R. Kelly. I'm no longer <laughs> What were you going to say? Because he, he, thought, he thought he was going to get out because of coronavirus. <laughs> Because you know they let Takashi Six Nine out early because of it. That's because he was a snitch, <laughs> right? And R. Kelly has evaded the. I'm I'm sorry, but I thousand percent believe that R. Kelly would run if they let him out, and mm-hmm. I think that they think that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he tried to get out, and they was like, <laughs> "Nope." <laughs> right. In fact, put you in a room with uh, Harvey Weinstein, both of y'all. Catch and it. step in the name of love. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last up, um, Rihanna has a message for fans bugging her about R9 during the pandemic. Um, Bitch better have my money. So I am uh, not bugging celebrities by releasing albums during the pandemic, but I'm just like putting the intention out there and hoping that it will return to me fulfilled. <laughs> So, my Beyonce savings account is fully funded. <laughs> and I'm like, mine is not, but <laughs> But whatever you're ready to bless me. Um, so, Rihanna has been tedious about R9 for uh, over a year now. <laughs> the, the article said months now, and I'm like, girl, no, let's tell the truth. Shame the devil. Over a year now. <laughs> well, she said, they're saying months because she said the end. Of, she said 2019. So I guess they're saying she had till December. Well, so I guess that's why they're saying months. No, I'm saying from the day that she said 2019 until now. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't ran us no <sighs> damn. And I, I know you posted the party next story last episode, and I enjoyed that little clip. But I won't listen to the whole song because I'm like I'm so mad at her for not getting music. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even want to hear her voice. Right, I'm, like, I'm so sick of her. Like I don't even like listening to her on the radio. I'm like move. <laughs> Just kidding. I listen to anti like every other month. Anyways, um, so she said, if one of y'all motherfuckers ask me about the album one more time, I, I'm gonna add some more words to it. One more 
motherfucking time when I'm trying to save the motherfucking world unlike y'all motherfucking president on site. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) Right. Points were made. Points were made. Save the world and and then we'll get back to this album later. (laughs) And you know, it's really like... Private citizens, which Rihanna ain't even no fucking, she 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 ain't even from here. Right. She can't even vote here, but private citizens are doing so much more than the government. Like it, it's really irritating me how private citizens are mm. contributing, Same and not just celebrities. World. Like mm-hmm. even us giving, you know, donating to different causes and doing different things, when the government is just like. Duh. I'm just gonna sit here and look stupid. Like it's the family. <laughs> and they don't give a fuck about us little people. <laughs> and you can't tell me that the difference. But uh yeah, like it's nice to see that like private citizens are helping and yeah. it's unfortunately it's that's nice, how it balances the world. It, it's nice, but it angers me. Right. Because it shouldn't be that way. And it's like... And it's like, we're the know. only first world country without universal health care. And I'm like, how, right. how do y'all continue to just not give a fuck about our health? And you would think <laughs> as much as you love commerce, that you would want to keep your working force healthy. Mm-mm. Like, that's crazy. They want to keep their working force working. And unfortunately, that's not way to go like there has to be humanity in business like i get during the industrial revolution it was all about optimizing productivity but if i'm sick and i go to work because i want to be productive and then i get my co-workers sick and so they're right. sick you know like it's not productive like if we're all sick right, <laughs> right. but crazy um, we're not gonna bug Rihanna until coronavirus is over. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Rihanna, I am not gonna bug you at all. I just want you to bless me because see, Doyen is a Johnny come lately. Okay? I have been a fan of yours since Pun the Replay. And I remember all those years when you were giving us two and three albums in one year. Girl, I remember. You deserve, okay? Two and three trash albums. Uh, Rihanna, I just want you to know that that did not come from Chris. That was not Chris. That was Dorian. I happen to love uh, my California King bed. Okay. That is one of my favorite songs of all time. And um, several other songs that I love. But like I said, I was a fan back to Ponder Replay. And I love those albums. And just bless me when you can. Okay. This is Chris. Anti album was that bitch. <laughs> and I it, was. It, it was. But. I have been a fan from the beginning. And I'm saying this girl was like giving us her all like back after back after back. Wait, that is not how it should go. So anyway, I liked her radio hits. <laughs> did did okay. I listen to the rest of her album? No. But uh, anti, you know, anti is going to get me pregnant one day. 
It really is. I, I don't know. Anti is like... We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Not on the internet. <laughs> on the interwebs. <laughs> no, I was, I was saving it for a different part of the show. Oh, okay. Alrighty. So we're going to move on. Oh, we're going to take a break and listen to our sponsors. Because we love sponsors, and <laughs> And we are back. What's popping, Doyen? What's next? Okay. Um. So amid the COVID-19 pandemic, we wanted to give a shout out to an organization that is not only helping people. So amid the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic, <laughs> we wanted to give a shout out uh, to an organization that's not only helping people, but helping black women and most importantly, black mothers and freeing them from jail. Mm-hmm. So it was a national bailout um, organization. Typically, they usually put their money towards um, bailing out black women in jail. And so the thing about it is, like, lately, um, today there are over 230,000 women incarcerated in jails and prison, which is a 750% increase from 1980. Most women are incarcerated in jails rather than state prisons which stands in contrast to trends in incarceration amongst men. The 114,000 women, 30% of whom are black women, are often held in cages simply because they do not have the funds to bail themselves out. And so, the National Bailout is a black-led and black-centered collective of abolitionist organizers, lawyers, and activists building a movement to end pre-trial detention and ultimately mass incarceration uh, while supporting black communities. And this COVID epidemic, like I said, most of the time they usually uh, fight for like Mother's Day type mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. freedom. But uh, because of this epidemic um, with this coronavirus, they're not only bailing black mothers and caregivers out of jail, the coalition is also providing weeks of groceries, assistance with rent, and providing holistic support services to all those that they free from jail to help them weather the outbreak. Um, so I'm really glad that you are bringing this to our attention because I have I've donated to this organization several times, several years during Mother's Day because they usually do a big like donation drive around Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, to help bail out because sometimes y'all sometimes these people they are in jail for bails of like in the hundreds mm-hmm. you know and so I've given in the past I did not realize that they were doing something special now so I'm glad that that's been brought to my attention and I will definitely give to them again they are a reputable organization um I know that they've worked with like Jay-Z and Beyonce before, which is how I first learned about them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, great organization. Uh, if you, this is a very trying time. I myself, I'm very, <laughs> so I'm, I'm a, just like I'm an impulse shopper. I'm an impulse giver and I'm very prone to like seeing things and I'll do a little bit of background research, but then I give mm-hmm. because it's like I can, so I should. 
these are very different times. And even though I'm working and I am receiving a check and everything now, you know, there, it's so uncertain that I have kind of been like, um, not as, uh, philanthropic as I would like to be with mm-hmm. my funds, but we can still give and we can still participate. Those of us who can, it is completely understandable if you can't, mm-hmm. but those of us who can, we still can just, you know, I probably won't give on as large a scale as I have in the past because I am unsure about some things, mm-hmm. but I don't want, I don't want the uncertainty of the times to, um, keep us from helping those fellow citizens who may be more vulnerable than us. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about it, um, another statistic they gave was nearly 60% of women in jails had not been convicted of a crime and are just waiting on trials. And so it goes back to the notion of like, yeah, they might just not have hundreds because they don't have people they can call on to give them the money to get them to bail out. Um, of the women that are in jail, 80% of them, um, might be mothers. Like, you know, like the statistics are not on our side. And the fact that like, you're not even convicted of a thing, but you're in captivity, it is hard. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's great that the national bailout is doing that. And, um, if you are able um, consider giving to this organization so we can have more mothers out of jail that haven't even been convicted and can take care of their children. Right, because there's so many celebrities that are getting out and they're letting a lot of people, they're they're letting out as many people as they can mm-hmm. that they deem to be, um, especially on a prison level, maybe not so much on jail level, but... Mm-hmm. People that they deem to be nonviolent or whatever. Yeah. They're letting them out just because this thing is so massive. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, prisons are disgusting. And they don't know how to handle this large population of um, citizens because these people are still citizens and they're still people. They're still humans. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to handle such a large population sick at one time. So a lot of people are being let out to create some relief. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, unfortunately, money, influence, and power is a bigger player in that decision than, you know, crime level. Mm-hmm. So I just think that in any way that we can help, we should. Yeah. All right. Chris said what we need to say. <laughs> so we're going to move along to our poor life decision. So April is National Stress Month. And because our podcast... I feel personally attacked. <laughs> because our podcast is what it is, we really specifically want to talk about how stress impacts black women and tips to take control. It's no surprise that the big and little stresses of life can be a significant impact on your overall health and well-being, no matter who you are. But for black women, stress and its health effects can be amplified. While all women face stressors, um, Linda Goer Blunt, president and CEO of the Black Women's Health Imperative, says that the inequities 
and the impact of stress on the health and well-being of black women cannot be ignored. The lived experiences of black women speak to the overwhelming stress in our lives. And funny enough, I talk about this all the time. When it comes to entertainment and like black people, I feel like our entertainment involves a certain level of trauma in in books, in movies, um, in TV shows, even like Insecure. I'm like, there's a lot of trauma that's happening <laughs> in this piece, yep. and I'm like, why? Why do we have a trauma fetish? Like, why do we not enjoy things unless it includes trauma? And even when we talk about um, the photograph, a lot of people didn't like it. And I feel like at the base level, they didn't like it because it didn't include trauma. <laughs> so. see, I need to see the photograph because from the trailers, it just looked remarkably beautiful. Mm-hmm. But also, um, I don't like looking at niggas in love because I ain't in love. So. <laughs> Uh, I just, so I avoided it for that reason. I imagine I myself is in love with uh, Lakeith Stanfield because I want to do it to him <laughs> all the time. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> Richard, it's not about Richard. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not about him. It's about <gasps> me and Lakeith. Anyways. <laughs> According to the CDC, women have a life expectancy that's three years shorter on average than white women, as some of the root causes may be related to stress. We know that one out of two black women suffers from some type of heart disease, much caused by stress in some way. Stress is killing us. And so I hate to be that doomsday person, but yeah, we're stressed as fuck. Uh, (laughs) And uh, I think generally as black women, we're taught not to deal with our stress. We just kind of put it to the side and keep moving. So, yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk about yeah. why stress is important to us. Um, what causes stress? Our bodies naturally produce a stress hormone called cortisol. It's the same hormone that triggers the fight or flight response when we feel we need to react to danger. Um, specifically to me as a black not as a black woman, but it speaks specifically to me as a diabetic. Um, I used to work out in the mornings without eating. And so my body would experience that fight or flight syndrome. And it would be like, oh, you need to fight. So we're just going to dump all the sugar in your system. And so my blood sugars would tank. <laughs> I mean, not tank, but they would like spike. Mm-hmm. And that's not helpful for like our bodies because our bodies, you know, need to be able to adjust to that um the stress does cause the most negative event effect on black women called chronic stress and long-term exposure to this cortisol can um, include increasing your risk of developing heart disease anxiety depression obesity or all of them because <laughs> that's what happens um so yeah so stress is not Great, and unfortunately, we are super stressed. So we're going to move on to tips for managing our stress cycle. Um, It's impossible to completely prevent stress from coming into our lives, but we can work on ways to positively manage that stress cycle. So we do have 10 tips 
for taking good care of yourself and managing your stress. Honestly, a lot of these things you probably already do, but I just want to bring these things to your forefront. Um, the first one is get spiritual. And that's a thing that we very much do as black women, typically in the United States. <laughs> Tap into your spiritual core, whether it's prayer, meditation, or taking time to catch your breath. Um, they suggest that religious or spiritual involvement can help you manage your stress and improve your health. And this is a thing that I feel like we've brought not only from slavery times, but even like as I, who had parents that were in Nigeria, we've all had this core spiritualness for so long <laughs> that uh, I think it helps us just to kind of have a reason as to why all this shit happens and how to cope. Mm-hmm. You next? You know, we mentioned last week. Or maybe week before last. But we've mentioned about introverts and extroverts and in this time that we're experiencing right now. And, um, you know, I mentioned that being an introvert is so far more than, oh, I like being inside. So a lot of us introverts, while it seems like we are in hawk heaven right now, this is actually a very stressful time right now because... There is so much uncertainty and we don't know how to process. We don't know how to deal. So one thing that I've been doing that's been helping a lot is um, every morning, well, (laughs) Monday through Friday when I'm supposed to be working, I get up and I get my coffee and I try to sit outside a lot of mornings. Um, It's been raining a couple days, so I wasn't able to, but sit outside with my coffee and I read Psalms, I'm uh, not Psalms, uh, Proverbs 91, because that's what my granny told me to read. And I take that time to read that and then meditate. And, you know, even if the words themselves don't help, just that whole thing of being in a routine and taking the time to meditate and focus on the present and get my mind out of future worries uh it helps yeah so the spiritual part really really helps like even i cannot i cannot say enough that don't hear spiritual and think we're telling you oh you gotta pray all day and just tell Jesus about it and it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But what we're saying is even if it's just a matter of of getting yourself aligned. Aligning your chakras, if you will. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a matter of getting back into that routine. You know how often we've talked about routines. Specifically morning routines and how they help us. Mm-hmm. And so that has really helped me a lot because... It's been hard keeping anxiety in check during this time. By the way, um, I'm pretty sure you mean Proverbs 31. It's only no, 30. it's 91. There's not 31 okay. verses, chapters in Proverbs. <laughs> then I meant Psalms. It's 91. Okay. Then I meant Psalms. <laughs> okay, that works. <laughs> yeah, and um, honestly, during this, like, you know, last week of Jesus' life, 
I've been giving myself or uh, my friends um <laughs> videos about you know every day that happens it it's full of my bullshit but still insightful because I do know things about the Bible <laughs> and so like you know I think it just helps just when when this world is so crazy just to be able to latch on to something that we mm-hmm. believe is truth okay mm-hmm. so next song Next one, take social media breaks. Um, Social media helps us build connections, but it can also be toxic. Unplug when you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, I would say my favorite social media when the rest of social media is being toxic is Pinterest and then Tumblr Mm because nothing is happening on Tumblr anymore. (laughs) So I could just like look at like my Hamilton fanfic and call it a day. I don't even visit Tumblr anymore, <laughs> but I have rediscovered uh, Pinterest in yeah. an effort to get away from all this news, this reoccurring shit show. I started like a board. I've I've even created a couple of new boards, like for decorating <laughs> and. I want to build a deck outside, so I've started a board for that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. Um, I've been looking at, I gotta figure out my balcony situation. So I've been looking yeah. at balconies. Sorry for my hiccups. Um, I'm gonna take it out. <laughs> okay, great. Um, and then Pinterest is very not Pinterest. I gotta get my life. <gasps> Boo! <laughs> Did I scare you? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I tried to scare you. <laughs> and then um, Tumblr is good for, I learned it's good for Sims uh, custom content, which is great. And then, um, like I said, my Joy Hamilton fanfic. Stop trying to make us go on Tumblr. They don't have porn anymore. We're no longer interested. It's like, good for sometimes wholesome content. <laughs> Ever since Tumblr got rid of porn, I don't go anymore. And now they email me a lot like, hey, we miss you. Come check us out. I'm like, no, bitch, you got rid of porn. (laughs) Which I wasn't even watching porn on Tumblr. It's just what happened on my timeline every now and again. But it's like, I don't know. When porn left, like all of the good people, all the funny people left. I don't know. (laughs) you know who is like really my social media like gem lately um people who are on animal crossing and just post funny shit it's like a game on netflix not netflix nintendo switch but um yeah. the other day kid fury posted because yesterday was bunny day so there's this bunny that was just out and we've been like plagued with eggs for like two weeks and <laughs> so Kid Fury was behind the bunny with an axe. <laughs> and I was like, I feel you. I understand. <laughs> yeah, I've been hearing everybody talk about Animal Crossing so much. Like, every day I <laughs> contemplate buying a Nintendo Switch. And then I talk myself out of it. And then every day I talk, I think I'm going to get one again. And then I talk myself out of it. That uh, stimulus check is coming. <laughs> 
Listen, <laughs> I plan on getting some landscaping done with that chick. So yes, anyway. I'm gonna be an adult. Gonna be an adult. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Next up, schedule regular exercise. I will be honest mm-hmm. with this podcast and tell y'all I have not gotten there yet. Uh, they say 30 minutes a day in moderate exercise, which honestly, I walk my dog three times a day, and let's say that's 10 minutes a day, and I feel like I've gotten that no. regular exercise. No, 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 That doesn't count. <laughs> Your heart, you are in too good of shape already. <laughs> that is not affecting your heart rate whatsoever. <laughs> Because well, it wouldn't affect mine, so I know it's not affecting yours. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was doing better at attempting to get back on a regular workout schedule mm-hmm. before the quarantine. Now it's like I'm just like fuck it, and I've got to. I've. I mean, this is the perfect time for me to like try to get a routine solidified. Mm-hmm. So I keep telling myself I'm gonna do it. I haven't done it, but. I keep telling myself I'm going to do it. Yeah. So, I tell see. myself I'm going to do yoga. <laughs> At least the yoga mat is in my house, which is good. Girl, <laughs> I got a brand new, I got a brand new yoga mat I ain't never used. And yeah. Yeah. So how how do you plan on doing yoga? You're just going to do poses you know, or you're going to do some There's YouTube stuff? There's a lot stuff. of free stuff do? out. Uh, Peloton has a free workout i want a peloton bike so bad every day i have to tell myself girl no, no don't do just it do the free workouts no i want a bike i want a peloton bike i want it mm. <laughs> <laughs> i want one so bad but and i and i have um I have a yoga app. Uh, I think Yoga Studio Mm -hmm. has some free um, workouts on there. I have several that have some free yoga workouts. So it's like I have them, but I was just wondering what you were going to, what you planned on doing. I really need to start doing something. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Peloton app. You can buy a lot of shit on YouTube. Um, Yeah. The bike is not going to help you with yoga. Anyways. So, move along. I still want a Peloton bike. Moving along. Next up, have a go-to playlist. Um, I have a Beyonce Everything playlist um, that I made. <laughs> and it makes me happy. <laughs> and I just, you know, just shuffle it. Also, sometimes, like, I'll get off a phone call on my AirPods and it starts playing a song that I even remember that I had. And I'm like, oh, this shit is good. Let me listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I get annoyed when, because I, I, I don't have AirPods. I have the uh, Power Beats. Uh, the and I get annoyed. Excuse me? <laughs> My Power Beats cost more than those AirPods. Um, I, get, I get so annoyed when it does that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't ask you. And then it'll play, because it... It just plays, like, from whatever's on your phone. It's not a mm-hmm. specific playlist. So it may play something that I haven't heard in years, but that also that I'm not interested in hearing. But talking about the playlist, so the article was, like, pick something that makes you happy, something that makes you want to dance. Mm-hmm. But also, I implore you all, you know, 
get you a crying playlist. And <laughs> I have a lot of songs. I have a crying playlist because I like to cry properly. And I like to have a proper playlist to aid me in my crying. Because I like to be sad while I'm sad. So I can be sad while I'm sad. And I have a lot of songs from Anti on my crying playlist. So when we were talking about Anti earlier, like you were like, it was going to get you pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, there's a couple of songs. But honestly, Anti is full of crying songs for me. Like I have a lot of crying songs um, from Anti on my playlist. <laughs> I just believe in, I also have movies that I watch. To make me sad while I'm sad, because I like to cry properly. Um, to it, you should share your crying playlist with us, so we can share on the podcast. Um, no, I will share it with you. <laughs> I don't mind sharing. You know what? Maybe I'll think about it. My crying playlist is kind of intimate, y'all. I'll. I mean, I have no problem sharing it with you. <laughs> But I don't know about everybody. It's kind of intimate. I don't, I I mean, I'll think about it. I will curate a crying playlist for the pod. Okay. I ain't doing shit else. That sounds good. I'll do that. I'll do that. (laughs) So next up, get some rest. If you're having trouble getting to sleep, especially now that your days are blending in with each other and you don't really know what to do. Uh, try adding some relaxation techniques like breathing exercises to your nighttime routine. Um, I personally use the Shine app. Um, they give me all the sleeping things that I need, whether it's like sleeping stories, sleepy stories that they say, or just like, you know, some sleep meditations. Um, I do pay for that. So if you don't want to pay for sleeping meditations, I would recommend the Insight Timer. and you know it helps um sometimes you do have to work for sleep so like you laying in the bed your own thoughts may not help you might need to get an app to help you with that um yeah i i use calm Mm -hmm. the calm app and i do pay for that well i don't pay for it but i have the paid version of that Mm -hmm. and um i I actually, honestly, have never done any of the sleep meditations. I do the sleep stories, though, because I enjoy them, and they help. They do help. Um, I also, so surprisingly enough, I have really been getting to sleep at a much better time and much easier now than I was pre-quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like, by 10 30 11 o'clock every like i'm going to sleep Mm y'all the difference is though i'm i'm waking up at like four in the morning Mm -hmm. so i'm not staying asleep like three or four i'm waking up but i'm really like i don't know i'm kind of amazed because and i'm I'm kind of amazed Mm -hmm. (laughs) at how well i've been getting to sleep at night um like and I'm not sleeping all day. Like the first, when we first got into this situation, I was just sleeping all day. First mm-hmm. of all, I was sleeping all day to keep from eating. Because... <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but also, 
I guess I've just, I don't know. Like, I can't even sleep all day anymore. Yeah. I just, I've been going to bed, like, at a decent time. And I'm really excited about it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I go to sleep later, but I still wake up at 6 something in the morning. And then I continue, I go back to sleep. Just so that I don't have to, that I'm not missing out on my sleep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so next up, um, getting pay attention to what you eat. Many of the women who uh, participated in the Black Women's Health Study reported watching what they ate and not using food manage stress. It can be tempting yeah. to self-medicate with stress because food is good <laughs> with unpen- unhealthy foods and overeating. But surgery and processed foods and drinks don't make the stress better. Uh, remember to stay hydrated as well. Um, I will say I know a lot of black women who had the surgery and didn't treat the reasons behind their stress eating. And so they gained the weight right back. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, the surgery is a really quick fix. But at the same time, you have to, like, really get to a point where you enjoy eating healthy foods. So... I had, um, I got on a medicine that slows my digestion, but I also did Whole30, and, like, I mostly eat, um, clean eating, except for sometimes I'll eat a burger, <laughs> and sometimes I'll eat rain and stuff, but at the same time, like, I eat it, and then I remember, like, I don't really feel that great after I've ate it, and yeah. so I would rather you know, eat foods that make me feel great after. I need to get back to clean eating. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now because shit ain't got number time. Right. Uh, but, you know, when my day is, is more structured, mm-hmm. it's easier for me to behave and do as I should. Yeah. So I was cooking more <laughs> when I was going to work every day I'm not cooking the way I should be cooking right now mm-hmm. which that was my only hold up that was that was the biggest thorn for me with eating clean was just being lazy and not always wanting to cook yeah I mean I'm not perfect and when you cook all the time I do have a lot of pizza at pizza in my refrigerator right now because I bought like the big dip pizza which is a lot of pizza for twelve dollars. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, like today I had like a homemade Pop Tart from the person that I bought food from and then I had frittata and that made me happy. So, um just pay attention to what you eat. Um it's not a one day process is kind of just thinking of it more and more and when you do start eating healthy you do notice how your body feels when you don't put healthy foods inside of you yeah next up slow down being busy is not always good or healthy or even necessary Uh tackling everything at 90 miles per hour often ramps up your adrenaline which doesn't help with your you know weight loss journey (laughs) 
Uh, decide what's really an emergency or what isn't. Place yourself. Um, especially when it comes to being black women. I think we are conditioned to always, you know, want to go, 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 go. And it's not helpful for us, like, at all. <laughs> like, we need no. sometimes to rest. Yeah. You don't have to always be busy. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't add to your value. You're valuable without being busy all the time. Yes. So, next up, say no. Um, boundaries are essential. No, 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 no. <laughs> In managing stress, we get bombarded <laughs> with requests, both big and small, and the tendency is to want to please people. It's easy to get overwhelmed. Sometimes the answer requests should be no. I remember that no was a complete sentence. That's right. I can't help but want to sing. But I'm not going to. Because I love y'all. Thank you. <laughs> uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. That's the next number nine. Black women often feel like we have to tackle everything alone, even when we're down, drowning in stress. Call a friend or family member. And ask for help when you need it. Sometimes help comes in the form of having someone to talk to. And sometimes solutions come from reaching out. Yep. That is so real. Um, yep. And then lastly, get a support system. Like I said, get to your group text. <laughs> Don't go it alone. Oh, cool. <laughs> having a personal group you can turn to is a great way to put stress in perspective. So, um... Overall, I would say that um, we wanted to talk about stress, but talk about stress in a way that affects black women in particular. Because a lot of times when we talk about articles that deal with stress, it it doesn't involve the context of black women. And so that's what we wanted to do. (laughs) Anything else, Chris? This is a stressful time. So... Try to keep that in check as best you can. But, like, I don't want to put any pressure on anyone to make you feel like you have to be doing X, Y, and Z. Right now, what's important is that we take care of ourselves and we survive. And just, you know, as always, the article will be in the show notes. The article gives some great tips on some things um, to kind of help us with uh, best practice when it comes to keeping stress managed. I know it feels like such a chore to get a morning routine and stick to it, include some form of meditation or spiritual work, making time to exercise. Like all those things feel like such a chore and they feel stressful in and of themselves. But honestly, if we're honest with ourselves, when we're doing those things, we feel a lot better. Yeah. And I actually told my friend today, I'm like, sometimes doing things you don't want to do is necessary to get to where you want to be. <laughs> like, yep. you know, like, uh, if you go through life always wanting to do things, only wanting to do things you want to do, it doesn't really help for your general yep. well-being. But you have to decide, like, what are the things you don't want to do, but you need to do? And, um, you know. Likewise, like, what are the things that you're doing but you don't need to do? Um, it's just a balance. Um, 
in a world of self-discipline. So, yes, um, at this very time, stress is a big thing with us. And we're used to just pushing through and channeling through and not connecting with our emotions. And so, you know, take a second to think about how you feel and what you can do to help you feel better. And hopefully it's not something that's um, destructive. (laughs) Amen. All right. So we're going to move on to our favorite part of the pot, the buy you a drink. Oh, crap. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I forgot who else. And I had it in my head. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. You go first. I forgot who I was buying a drink for tonight. I can't believe that's some bullshit. I am buying a drink for my beautiful black women friends that are just making it through this coronavirus shit and being great. Amen. Amen. So I had two drinks I was gonna buy and I cannot remember. The first, well, the second one. I remember the first one. I can't remember the second one. But anyway, I'm just going to piggyback off doing it. And we're just buying a drink for everybody that's surviving. But I also want to buy a drink for my baby sister. Today is her birthday. And she is 31. So It's your birthday. (laughs) You're a grown-ass woman, so... Happy birthday to my baby. I love you. Um, I'm so, uh, there's, um, I have a brother that's right behind me, but then the rest of my siblings, I'm uh, seven years older than her. And so <laughs> I still view them like babies. So she's still my baby. But, you know, anywho, happy birthday. Love ya. Aww. Um, I, will, you, I do have a prayer, by the way. Okay, well, you can go ahead and do your prayer. Uh, I do have a prayer for people who have lost uh, someone they know in this yes. coronavirus epidemic. Um, I particularly yes. have two line sisters who have lost someone they knew. And yes. it's hard. Especially because it's like... It's like epidemic feels far away but also near for some people and so just like just giving them love and light because it's hard so uh saturday um i lost a cousin due to complications from uh coronavirus Mm -hmm. and um you know the worst part of it all honestly is not being able to give them a proper funeral Mm -hmm. um that and not being able to be comforted like i can't go and lay under my granny the way i want to Mm -hmm. when i'm mourning like you we can't even properly mourn Mm -hmm. and um my cousin passed away and he he was the type of person that was the absolute life of the party. Mm. 
like such a fun and happy spirit. He deserves an amazing home going Mm -hmm. and we can't do that. So that's really kind of like the hardest part of it all is that you can't even, you can't properly mourn. You can't properly comfort each other and you can't give your loved one the home going you feel they deserve. Like grappling with death is hard enough, but just not even being able to do that part is what hurts the most. It yeah. really is. Um, yeah. 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 Especially as black people, we homegoing is a very big part of their, our grieving process. So mm-hmm. I am very sorry for your loss. Um, I'm sending you lots of love and light. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it somehow. We are. (laughs) We are. Unfortunately. Um, so yeah, once again, thank y'all for tuning in. Um, you know, we try our best to lighten up your week and to, um, you know, educate at the same time. So, Dorian, why don't you tell people how they can get in contact with us? Okay. So we're on the Twitter is PLD Pod. Um, Sunday nights are super lit because we talk about killing Eve, um, Villanelle, and Insecure. And so I, I as a behind half of the podcast, have to rewatch Killing Eve because I wasn't paying attention last time I watched it. But Chris is up to date on this current season. <laughs> So that's great. Listen, um. <laughs> I didn't realize how much I missed Villanelle. I almost want to change my Twitter name back to Villanelle, mm-hmm. but I'm not done being Yennefer of Vinneberg. So I don't know who Yennefer <sighs> of Vinneberg is. <laughs> <laughs> it's from The Witcher. I don't think you'll like The Witcher. Okay. But I don't like you that. can try out the first episode. It's on Netflix. You can try it. Mm, okay. Um, so we are on <laughs> Instagram. It's poor life decision. One decision because we're changing it one at a time. It's also the same name of our Etsy page. Um, yes. You can also email us at hello at poor life decision. Um, let us know any poor life decisions you're dealing with because we have nothing but time to research it and help yes. you with that right now. <laughs> So this Easter, I cash apped my nieces. <laughs> well, I cash apped my sisters for my nieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to give them money as Easter baskets this year because I didn't do Easter baskets. Um, yeah, and it was sad. Like I'm surprised I didn't cry, but I'm surprised I didn't cry because I make my Easter baskets. Like we don't do no prepackaged shit over here. I make Easter baskets every year. And this year I was just like, you know, I don't want to, I mean, social distancing. So, yep, that was my Easter. (laughs) Well, I got on Instagram earlier and saw my niece doing like some Delta shit. And I was like, you ain't getting no basket. (laughs) Not like, no basket for you. Uh, (laughs) Not like growing up, like we never really did Easter baskets. Like my mom spent money. On our Easter outfits, and so <laughs> that was was important for me to be cute for Easter. But uh, 
she posted that uh, Delta shit, and I was like, <laughs> mm. I am, I like Easter baskets were so important with like specifically with my mother and I, mm-hmm. and I'm my mom's only child, so you know she always did it up for me with Easter, and I always tried to like do it up with my nieces. I I make their baskets. I buy the basket. I buy the grass. I buy everything that goes in it because I try to make it unique and special for each niece. And so I was a little sad this year that I didn't get to do that. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll make up for it later. Yeah. Um, but you guys can still buy cute little, um, you know, Easter happies or whatever you want for your friends. You can buy post post Easter happies from Poor Life Decision on Etsy. Cute, cute, cute stuff. Check it out. Um, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, any last minute notes, Dorian, before we tell everybody goodbye and we love them? No, because I'm hungry and now I want meatloaf. <laughs> I'm going to eat a salad because I'm lazy and I have a salad kit. So <laughs> I, have, I have meatloaf already. It's time. <laughs> we love y'all. Have a good night. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. <laughs> God, buddy, God, buddy.